Hello and welcome back to part two of episode six, where we are still fanboying over Tiger Woods. There's so much to talk about with this guy. <laughs> so obviously, so in part one, a lot of it was uh, how good at the game of golf he was. And we sort of finished off with starting to uh, dive into his, shall we call them misdemeanors off the golf course or bad choices or bad life choices and how they impacted him i do love that we do try and write some notes down for these things and try and be somewhat professional <laughs> but gareth has decided to tagline this section as i do find it funny although i cannot condone his actions mad shagger that's the best way to put it yeah and i mean best I would, as a I title would, i would have <laughs> <laughs> I would have said that he was outside of his head at that point, so you could class him as mad, and he did an awful lot of shagging. An awful lot of shagging. He was think, chasing tail. Yeah, I think the number supposedly is quoted into the hundreds. Um, but unfortunately, if he was a single man, I think most men up and down the country would want to high-five him. There are probably still a fair few up and down the the world that would still want to high five him for his actions yeah i can't condone them no i will not condone them no because he was a married man and i get that obviously a lot of this still stems from the loss of his father but that's not how an adult should handle it no. so yeah well, like tom says sorry but just before we do start yeah we don't condone no the actions of Tiger Woods in this time. It might make a laugh and a joke about it, but in all seriousness, yeah, the guy was way out of line. Um, yeah, he was. Yeah. He was in a rough place. There's no, we can't, we can't shy away from that point. Obviously, he'd lost a massive figure in his life. Um, obviously, he didn't know how to handle that. But yeah. how he decided to try and either fill the void or ha or handle it was way out of line. It was so wrong, but. So obviously this is the part of the conversation of Tiger Woods that takes a little bit of a dark and unfortunate turn. Yeah. It was not so much about the golf at this point, was it? No, when I mean, you mentioned it the previous part, uh, one, 07, 08, things were coming to light. Uh, yeah. Numbers were getting revealed. And then... Women were coming in their droves to get their... Yeah, get the... Time in the paper. And... That's their prerogative. I'm not here to judge them on that. Obviously, it's two sides to every story, but there's also two people involved in, and well, in, unfortunately, in this one, three <laughs> people involved in this. Um, yeah, so, but they took the opportunity with him being probably, this, at that still time, the biggest athlete in the world of sport to try and make some money out of it. Well, you can see that he was there. He was being taken advantage of. But he's put himself in that situation to be taken advantage of. Again, if you look in the documentary, a lot of the time it was... I don't think he was being that taken advantage of. No, no. I mean, like, money-wise and maybe popularity-wise. Well, he wasn't the one paying them so much. It was probably the papers paying them, so... Yeah, well, that's they, the they're, they're, just, they're just profiting from it, but yeah. Big time, yeah. But, like I say, both parties, the affair E and the affair uh, not English, but I guess I'm going to use it, are both <laughs> at fault here and both... And there, uh, yeah, Rough. November 2009, yeah. it all came to light. Uh, the National Enquirer, being obviously a US 
paper. Yeah. Published a story claiming the Woods had an affair with New York City nightclub manager. Yeah, Rachel. Rachel. Uh, yeah, Rachel. 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 I can't say that last name, mate. Well, have you written it down? Uh, yeah, I can't say it either. Yeah, Rachel. More than was Rachel. Yeah. Okay. And then obviously. She tried to start off by denying it, didn't she? Yeah. And then. I mean. But this was this not the weird one that she felt and he had said to her that they were in love and that they wanted to be in a relationship together yeah because yeah had she previously set him up with other women or put women she in was the go between his VIP section yeah. whenever he was in her nightclub yeah because she worked obviously primarily out in New York City but I think she frequented like Las Vegas and that as well and yeah. Las Vegas being the place where all the big money athletes went you're talking I mean the, the crew that they had was Tiger Woods Michael Jordan a big yeah, massive yeah. group of athletes that were well known <coughs> well sponsored endorsed all the rest of it and she was sort of responsible for their nights yeah their would. nights enjoyment and uh, you put it right there to be fair mate she would organise the woman yeah she, so she would keep them supplied in that area not specifically maybe for Tiger but it was for that whole entourage yeah Let's not beat around the bush. Everyone knew what was going to happen. Everyone went into it with the same sort of mindset. But on the cusp of it, she sort of fell for Tiger. And supposedly he fell for her as well. So he told her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Um, it was over there to the world. And... That came the the start of Tiger really falling off a cliff mm -hmm. yeah. game wise personal life I mean his wife at home I think his daughter would have been born at that time yeah. she would have been young uh, the well, press the, just couldn't wait when the Escalade got it didn't it yeah November time uh, sorry well it was November two days after the, the claims came out yeah um, Woods was driving from his mansion in Florida. There must have been obviously a discussion, more likely an argument, about the uh, <laughs> article that had come to light. And Tiger was clearly trying to run away, take himself away from the situation, and decided to leave in his Escalade. To then collide with a fire hydrant, a tree. So he was obviously trying to get out of there quick. Quick as, yeah. And his wife decided to launch a golf club at his... Right through the back of the window, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're married to a golf pro like Tiger, you'd even be pretty good, I suppose, yeah. And she threw it right through the fucking window. <laughs> but See, he crashed the again, car. That's, that's the unfortunate side of this, obviously. If he was single, these actions were just probably... They'd, they'd have still come to light because the papers would have wanted to make their money from it because yeah. everyone would w wants to know about the sports personality, lifestyle, or yeah, celebrity lifestyle we all want to know deep down what they get up to but unfortunately Tiger's then wife was the one that was always going to come out of this heart yeah. and it would have been news to her and she'd have had no no view of it coming because everything supposedly from her side of things would have been hunky-dory yes her husband would have been maybe 
not the same person because of still mourning his, the loss of his dad and that but it was the entourage he had and the people around him as well that kept everything quiet and everything. they made yeah. sure everything was in place yeah. we're tagging we'll do his thing but fuck that's, around that's a business that's them making business decisions yeah. that they didn't want to lose money yeah, they're not fucking. They're not safe from. They're not care. They're not caring you know about I mean? Tiger's best interest. There, they're caring about their own profit and how many sports people get the same sort of treatment. It's just the business they're in. Yep. So, so yeah, car crash, uh, treated for minor, minor facial injuries, injuries yeah. lacerations. Yeah, received a ticket from the police for careless driving. <laughs> I mean, that's a cover up in itself. Eh? I mean, you see the state of the car. And the yeah, state of their he surroundings. Hit, he hit the fire hardened at some speed. Yeah. Um, then comes a statement. Now, the save was from Tiger. This was. This was on his website at the time about the responsibility. Yeah, it was about was it three months after the. Three months after the the car incident, so we're talking what was that November? So maybe four months. It's, it's we're in two thousand ten now, anyway. In, in You're talking about the televised statement. Oh, am I getting ahead? You're talking about the televised statement. The yeah. big, <laughs> the big televised statement. Yeah. But yeah, um, I mean, we talked. It was, a, it was a website statement went out. Mm-hmm. It was just from Tiger. Oh, yeah, it was worded yeah. very, very weirdly. Um, he takes responsibility for the, the crash. Um, puts them to a private family matter. That was it. Nothing. Yeah. He, he, at that stage, he was still trying to sort of firefight. Yeah. He was trying to put out fires. Every and, fucking and trying, direction. And yeah. trying to cover his. The sheer magnitude of how big this actually was. Yeah, and then from that he announces that he won't be taking part in his own charity golf tournament or any other tournament in two thousand nine due to injuries. That they give us from a golf club to the back of the fucking head or what? But you know, anyway, we'll then go on to twenty ten. What you said, and it was February nineteenth. He gives yeah. a televised statement, and he he went in depth. To a point where he got a bit talked about he's went through a 45 day program mm-hmm. for therapy he apologised I mean, how times did he say sorry it was a bit much yeah but because of how much it was said it came across that it wasn't as maybe genuine as it as it could have been or yeah. should have been yeah Um, he laid a lot of focus on how he'd let his family down but mainly mostly his mother not so much his wife which this, the, the wording at one point as well where he says I thought I could get away with whatever I wanted to the way he said that like the, the deadness in his eyes man, it was crazy yeah it was crazy again, like, that's the problem we're going to get or I'm going to get way too deep into this that's a societal society problem that we have where we big up sports people so much and put them on a pedestal that is unattainable yeah that these guys they're human beings and and humans are flawed period we just all are we've all got our faults we've all got our issues if you give these guys like these guys work their ass off to get where they're at and to achieve the success that they achieve now the average Joe person if you do that in our area of fields of work yeah. all you get is a 
promotion and a bit more of a wage that helps your life a little bit better. Yeah. These guys are now earning millions of pounds or dollars, whichever way you want to look at it. But not only that, the endorsements start coming in, which is more money. They then start getting shit for free. Yeah. Cars, houses, the latest technology, everything else. They've got nothing to spend their money on. Really? other than properties so they go and do stupid shit but they also at this point have people around them that are there to big them up continue to get that ego to its highest level to manage inverted commas yeah (laughs) I'll go with what I said to raise that ego to a point where these (coughs) guys do feel like they are invincible untouchable and that they are God's gift to everyone around them yeah and they're only doing that because they profit from it. They are leeches. Yeah. And a lot of the time, they become the demise of many, many sports personalities. No more at this point in time than Tiger Woods. Yeah. I mean, this, like you said, the statement part there was said, I thought I could do what I want and get away with it. And then he went on to say, I felt I had worked hard my entire life. And deserve to enjoy all the temptations around me. Not very remorseful. No, I mean you can say he's been honest, but again, I agree with you. Not very remorseful. Um, thanks to money and fame, I didn't have to go far to find them. Well, yeah, that's hand in hand. Like you just said, there, they're managing that ego day in day out. If he wants it, he gets it. Supposedly, a woman that he's in love with. The uh, club manager Rachel yeah. Rachel is supplying him with the temptations now these two at that point must have been in a relationship or at least at some stage have become in a relationship she's still feeding him temptations yeah it's, so I mean, I'll be one of them <laughs> so yeah he then uh, also the famous line from the end of that was uh, I was wrong should have stopped there because <laughs> the next words that come out of his mouth Sorry, I'm jumping in just before you say it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an eight-year-old boy when you're trying to get an apology out of them for doing something that they know they should have done. And those words were? I was foolish. Whoops, all credibility out the window. Yeah. And like, again, the press jumped on that. Those final two lines, they jumped on that, as they would, as you expect. And he was torn to shreds. Deservedly. Which I think can only go to show that he actually wrote this statement and apology himself, if you want to call it an apology. Because clearly if there was someone behind the scenes who was writing it for him to try again, control the PR side of things, it would have been ended in along the lines of, I was wrong, I can only apologise to my family, my wife, my kids for the hurt that they are going through that they are going to have to continue to live with that I have impacted on them I will only ever try to better myself or something to that extent to try and claim some form of remorse and to then show signs he wants to redeem himself instead of I was wrong I am foolish yeah so as expected. Didn't go down well. 
did not go down well. He was asked about returning to golf. Well, obviously, he gave an answer that would be expected. He wasn't sure. And then on March 16th of that same year, after the announcement of the televised uh, apology, if you want to call it that, he announced he was going to come back to the Masters. Yeah. So it's not been, there wasn't that much of a break from going, I don't know when I'm going to return to then literally a month later. Yeah. Close to maybe four weeks, we call it a month here. You know, she's come back to play the Masters. So that ego. I'm coming back to a course that I know I love, that I've won four times and I feel comfortable with. Yeah. One they can win. So. And then, uh, after six years of marriage, Tiger and his wife divorced. August 23rd, 2010. Yep. Obviously, had a daughter, Sam. Son, Charlie. Son, Charlie. Yeah. So, obviously, it was it was only ever going to end in divorce. It was, again, another one of those, a matter of when, not if. Um, I'm guessing it would have been a very big ordeal with how big Tiger was, whether or not there'd been any, uh, what's the word? prenups or anything like that lawyers wanting to get their teeth into it for their own bonuses and everything else it had just become a whole circus more than likely for the whole family so that would have been crap experience for them but yeah, yeah you can't no blame can be laid at Tiger's then wife's doorstep you'll be understanding that we've not once called her by her first name because we don't want to butcher it no and a bit of respect as well I suppose but just yeah. you see from the documentary again but keep using it as a an aid if you like you that woman was chased up and down harassed. the street she was harassed the day away she couldn't leave the house she wasn't allowed to even be given any spare time to grieve come to terms of what had happened and decide what she wanted to do with her life before the cameras because again of how Big Tiger was. Yeah, this is the point we try to make. I mean, his rise was so quick, and he maintained that level of being the top, 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 top golfer ever in the world. Blah blah. Potentially even top sportsman. Top sportsman, athlete. Yeah. That the effect it had on his family, and then when this all shit, this just came out, man. It just she had her reservations even at the start because obviously they met <coughs> on the tour because she was Jasper Panovic's. Nanny. Ba- nanny. Yeah. yeah, that's how they call yeah. it, isn't it? Nanny. I was going to say babysitter, but yeah, nanny. She had her reservations about him anyway because she knew, obviously, how big he was in the game of golf. And she'd been around the sport, so she knew what it could be like and obviously what was going to be what she was taking on. Yeah. But she obviously th- fell in love with Tiger. And again, even, again, we used the documentary as a bit of a guide point, but of the women that did love Tiger, they speak very highly of his affectionate side and how he can be really close and caring and endearing to to the women in his life who he obviously has a lot of love for. Yeah. But he just didn't know how to control himself. Yeah. So, I mean, you mentioned that part one, part two as well. His father, L was was his role model 
Yeah, in many ways. And he slightly <laughs> followed in the wrong parts of what he'd seen as a role model. What do they say? Like, follow, like, some was used a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's true. It's true, you can't deny it. I mean, you talk about the positive impact of his father, but then the negative one is just as apparent. Yeah. Just as impactful. Yeah. On Tiger and the way he led his life. So, yeah. It's a big part of Tiger's story. Um, there's no getting away from it. And I mean, the opinion on Tiger, even to this day, he's the greatest of all time. But. Yeah, but dot dot dot. It's always going to follow. Yeah. That, that line of conversation. Um, like I said earlier, if we keep it in the realms of golf, within the sport, take all the outside things away. Tiger is and has been phenomenal for the game of golf. Yeah. I again I said it before, I'll say it again, I genuinely believe he would have smashed the ma- the major record. He obviously always spoke about 19 because it would be better jack by one. I think he would have gone on into the 20s. Easy. Yeah. And his ability was just second to none, so go great of all time. I think it's you can't argue against it unfortunately for me I encompass the whole picture and it's not that he's not the greatest of all time in golf but I just don't see him as I can't not have that shadow cast over it because of what he did off the course and how he handled things so after the divorce in 2010 he kind of went a bit quiet in terms of golf that was not unexpected there were big things happening off off the course he was maybe having a deal with trying to redeem himself to his kids rebuild himself as well and rebuild himself with the uh, obviously maybe differing view that a lot of the world was now looking at him with and it didn't get better seven years later, did it? Yeah. <clears throat> the footage like stuff shocks me to this day to be fair. Uh twenty seventeen, the infamous Tiger Woods arrest. And he was arrested near his home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which makes it even weirder. Uh Florida. Jupiter. Yeah, so the police department arrested him at around three AM for driving under the influence of alcohol or drugs. Drugs. Not and it's or yeah it's that determination can be fucking sort of placed yeah and obviously totally odd but he was found asleep in his car which was stationary in a traffic lane with his engine running uh, he later stated that he took prescription drugs and did not realise how they might interact together and then you see the mugshot you see the footage that the police gathered and you look at that and you think, that's Tiger fucking Woods. Well, wait, double take. You, you say you say that's Tiger Woods, and yeah, you can obviously determine that it is Tiger Woods by the visual of the photograph and the video footage that came out. But you wouldn't have actually... This might not 
ring true to a lot of people or even make sense to some folk that listen to this if they haven't seen the show but you wouldn't have actually been mistaken for thinking this is an episode of dog the bounty hunter (laughs) that's how bad he looked he looked like someone that was always the person that dog was trying to catch yeah yeah and oh my god God. (laughs) sorry I've broken Gareth with that one (laughs) he was a complete shell of himself Mm. it was just and even like the as much as I'm a critic of everything he'd done you couldn't help but feel sorry for him yeah um do i believe that he took prescri- prescription drugs and didn't know what effect it no i'm sorry that story doesn't make sense to me no there's, there's definitely abuse there somewhere yeah. whether he's taking the prescription drugs and a bit of alcohol alongside and then what happened happened yeah i could i could see that being the more likely case but you're thinking with the back pain the knee pain there's, I mean, in my opinion, there's abuse there regarding the prescription drugs. Definitely. I don't get alone when I say that. Mm-hmm. And then again, I've got to agree with you, there's got to be an alcohol consumption there as well to mix with that. I mean... <sighs> yeah, it was it was a it was a cocktail of stuff. Yeah. I mean, please, please, please go watch it. We've mentioned this so many fucking times already so far, but the footage that you see online is nothing compared to the footage you see in the HBO documentary. Yeah. You see a lot more. Um, you see him obviously being woken up, basically from the side of the, the car. He's then asked to get out of the car. They to clock de- him straight away. Yeah, trying to demonstrate the... Well, even his speech was slurred and yeah. everything else, and they were trying to get him to demonstrate that he could walk in a straight line and everything else. The, Don't normal, the, normal, that. the normal procedure that they would always do with anyone in that uh, situation. But yeah, you could see it. He failed time and time again on it. Yeah. So it was he's taken to the police department station, photographed. Like he's dealt with them. Then you see him get put into the cell, and he looks like a zombie. Yeah. He looks ill. That's why I meant like the. If you did watch Dog the Bounty Hunter and you watched the the characters that they would uh, be chasing and locking up. Yeah. They were always on. Was it they called it ice or something? The the drug. It was whether it was heroin or something like that. Oh, it's a different term of crystal meth and shit like that. Crystal meth, that's yeah. the one. Yeah. yeah. So they were always on that. And you watch, and these people were stripped from themselves and they, they're just completely different people. And that's what Tiger looked like. Yeah. Like, you could tell it was still Tiger, but it wasn't the Tiger we knew. It wasn't a youthful, athletic-looking Tiger. It was a demoralised, broken... Yeah, I was going to say broken. ...heartened... Yeah man it just like I say a shell of himself so yeah after that <coughs> so we're fast we be further towards July um, Woods uses Twitter to put his next message out and he oh. tweets that he completed an out of state intensive program to tackle an unspecified issue now this is the fancy, fancy way of saying I've gone to rehab, folks. Yeah. Now, you read that and you think to yourself, that's his ego tapping away at him. You can't say rehab. 
he can't say rehab for this reason. Has he been told to say that as well by the PR? Well, yes, the thing as well. Yeah, I mean that PR team that fucking saved them so many times. Um, yeah, that that damage, was it, it. It reeked of damage limitations. Yeah. Yeah. So um, obviously, then it went to a hearing, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, later on that year, and he pleaded guilty to reckless driving. I don't see how you could have pleaded any other way. It was. Yeah, there's just, there's no. There was too much evidence and footage against him. Yeah. <laughs> so, again, another quiet spell after Tiger trying to maybe fall out of the the view of the camera lens and the limelight, and again another rebuild and PR change of Labour. let the world forget about what's what's gone on, and then we get to the most incredible moment for all the diehard Tiger Woods fans for all the diehard golf only circled fans you keep specifying that don't you you just don't want to it's just because it's how I view it <laughs> it's, it's just becoming a habit in this it's episode just, no, man it's just, it's just my own I must personal. be careful <laughs> no I'm not, not careful I don't mind if I offend people I don't people. give a fuck <laughs> I don't mind if I offend people but yeah um yeah that's just my own personal view so I'll yeah. take it out so yeah so for the golf and Tiger Woods die hard fans we hit the Masters in 2019 and he did what he proved me wrong because I said after the car incident he might win a PGA Tour event mm -hmm. I'm never ever seen him win another major I wrote him off like a lot of people so, obviously, before we got to the Masters, we had the, the the slight glory beforehand where he won the the final event of the FedEx in 2018 at Eastlake. And so he showed that he still had it. He still showed that he could win, that that edge hadn't left him. His mental strength was always there in terms of on the golf course and how to win. But I personally didn't see him ever winning a major again. I mean, I don't think a lot of people would have said at that time, I 100% believe that Tiger Woods is going to get another major. Because that 10-year period they had was just... The lowest of the low for him. Yeah. Compared to the previous 10 years. Yeah, that's the thing, yeah. yeah. So, Two yeah, it was complete yin and yang for him. But, so... He won the Masters by one shot, finishing 13 under. And I think even me, as I've said, I take the whole picture and I don't... I, I still respect everything he did in the game. I couldn't help but be happy for him watching him hug Charlie. Yeah, the embrace to, the father. To do the full, the full circle thing and be the father embracing the son instead of the son embracing the father Yeah, on that 18th green. I was happy for him. I was glad that someone had obviously gone through an awful lot of hurt with the loss of his father, not knowing how to process it. Not condoning the actions that he took, but the hurt that he clearly was suffering from. Mm. That he got happiness again. On the place that he's always found as his place of peace or his place of happiness on the golf course. It's one of five times. 
Yeah. And then to celebrate it with his son and have his family there. It was great to see. You yeah. could you just got swept up in it. It was a fairy tale story. It was great television. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was great television. Great moment. Um Age forty three he became the second oldest golfer to ever win the Masters after Behind Jack. You know fucking who. Who <laughs> was forty six when he triumphed in nineteen eighty six. I mean, again, he wins his fifteenth major. He's also setting records well not setting records, but he's keeping up with records that have been long standing and by winning at a forty three year old. Yeah. I mean, for me personally I can't agree more. The celebration I mean, the arms flew up in the air. The 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 yelling. I mean, the the, the first time you really saw him cry. Yeah, on a on a golf course yeah. outside of when obviously the well, died. Yeah, yeah. That embrace was Steve Williams. Yeah, God. yeah. So the embrace with Charlie, his daughter Sam, mm-hmm. and of course his mother. Yeah, she was there, yeah. and the look in her face. Yeah, like she, a weight had been taken off of her at the same time. You know what I mean? It was. Yeah, like we say, it was obviously, it seemed like a massive outpour of relief, jubilation, the the weight that he'd obviously been maybe carrying mentally, also the physical weight he'd been carrying within his body, because by this point his body is battered and bruised um, to the max. And yeah, it was just, as you said, Great TV, fairy tale story, and that thing that you just look at it and go, it was written in the stars, it just had to be, wasn't it? He just, he needed it and he got it. That's true. Well, you said they're regarding injury, he wins a Masters and then almost immediately, yeah, he's back under the surgeon's knife for more surgery. Yeah. I mean, the guy's been through it, injury-wise, I mean, we touched on the previous part, one that could be contributing factors towards injuries, but yeah, yeah, that 2019 win was something special, like mm-hmm. we said. After the surgeries, he then comes back and he plays his first PGA Tour in 2020 in October. Yep. It was the first time you, it was played in Japan, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. The Zozo Championship. Yes. He had at least a share of the lead. After every round, yeah. So again, the hype was starting to rebuild yeah. around He's back. the comeback. The comeback. Yeah. Ah, God. I mean, he kept ahead of the, the pace of you like you, and he finished with a three-stroke victory over uh, Hideki Matsuyama. Yeah. Did, did he not go on to win the Masters that year in twenty twenty? No, that was. 2020 was was that not DJ because that was COVID and they had a delayed it was in November wasn't it yes because 21 was 21 Hideki was and 22 was Scotty yeah yeah so yeah that win was Tiger's 82nd on tour like we said before part one time was Sam's need for the most of his all time on the PGA tour yep like and you start thinking okay fair enough this could be he's, at this point he's still even into the 40s as we do with most golfers even now right you're starting to hit towards the end of the golden years now you're you're edging ever closer towards that champions tour at 50 this could be a nice round off to yeah. Tiger's career 43 he's, he's, still, he's still winning yeah. he's not going to win every week but 
he's not going to dominate every week because the game's not moved past him but it's it's changed where we've got so many big golfers who can compete at that yeah. level but he's still got it he's still able to win and it's, it could be really good to see it and to be the, the wind down of, of his career and then yet again there's another low this one was this, this one, one could have been this one could have the been end. the lowest of the low yeah this was I couldn't believe it could not believe it I'm pretty sure we were like straight away have you read what happened have you read what happened yep. like, a lot of people would have been like, like what the fuck is going on here do you think to yourself like it could be a bump it could be a wee well this was it you heard <sighs> it was a car crash involving Tiger Woods and you think right okay well is it like the fire hydrant all over again is it a vehicle oncoming smash because we didn't have the footage at that point or we didn't have the full information to no. know what it was but it was that big that it was everywhere Yeah. and then the footage starts coming out and you see how serious this crash was like multiple rolls over yep it was just the carbs an absolute wreck absolute right off and you start thinking is he alive did he he can't have come out of that alive or if he is he must be on death's door you just couldn't see a way out of this that was going to be a not a happy ending but a, a positive result out of this or a good ending to this outcome and of course most people myself included are like well he's never golfing again yeah he's done you start hearing about what the damage was to his legs that's it he's that's he's done that's, that's now the end of Tiger Woods golfing career the wear and tear he has anyway yeah to then follow up with a car crash with the car was reportedly going at 80 miles an hour if you're travelling at 80 miles an hour and then you come to a a, a rather abrupt end you that's a hell of a lot of force on the body but it also again potentially highlighted that he wasn't in control of the car when it went over because not only did he go off a cliff he went out onto the wrong side of the traffic so was he under the influence of stuff again was he drinking again well the thing is as well he's actually like nearly twice the speed limit now I'm saying normal driving in America is like yeah that's fine yeah but the normal area in which they are is incredibly windy on a boulevard yep. in America in that area it was uh, like twice the speed limit and like you see the wreck of the car mm-hmm. you see the damage to the car and then came out that uh, no charges were filed yeah Woods agent at the time later said they would uh, he sustained multiple leg injuries and had surgery for non-life threatening injuries but like the stories that were coming out yeah this is life threat this could be the end of Tiger Woods this could be well you could only judge it on the, the image of what we saw which yeah. was where the car had ended up where it had started how many other people would have been able to not you can't say they've turned walk away because you didn't walk away from it but how many would have come out of that in a far worse situation so he got very very lucky incredibly lucky that he one walked away with his life and then two through surgery was able to be in a position where he could walk again yeah and that 
when I heard that phrase that the surgery had gone well and they believed that in time with rehab he would be able to regain the ability to walk well that's the miracle now that's that's the that's the happy ending just just stop it there he's going to be able to <laughs> walk again yeah he's be grateful gonna be, he's going to be able to be a part an active part of his kids lives this is this is a good outcome yeah Tiger had different ideas of that though because I mean the, the crash happened this. obviously in the February Tiger Woods has somehow risen again and he returns to play in his first professional tournament since the crash at the Masters in 2022 yeah. so we're talking what 14 months yeah, there was a hell of a lot of rehab. I remember it was just before, was it the turn of the year of 2022 that the images started coming out of Tiger? He got on a dog, didn't he? Yeah. Because it gave him a purpose to go out and walk and you see him with the legging all the way up is that black legging. That with the sleeve trying, sort of yeah, thing, yeah. The compression types, sleeve as you call it, yeah. And he's out walking, and then you've seen him swinging a golf club. He's got a wedge in his hand. And you're like, wait, what the fuck? He's got a wedge in his hand. This, this guy, we know he doesn't know how to quit. But surely someone has to sit him down and say, this is not a good idea. This is not advisable right yeah. now. But he was relentless. He said he was going to come back to golf. He, he never shied away from that. He said it wasn't going to be the end for him. He just didn't know what version of him was going to come back but the version that did come back at the Masters was one that managed to get my 47th place finish which he made the cut like don't get me wrong I was going to say there on one leg is incredible he won a US Open on one leg so it shouldn't be that much of a surprise but yeah it was a great achievement Yeah, the fact that he made the cut I think that was the, the that must have been his goal for that week if he was honest maybe not he probably still thought he could win it but the fact that he made the cut that was a success I mean, that's it he made the cut that should be the achievement in his head right I've made the cut happy because Augusta is a hilly golf course like, <laughs> it took a battering on him yeah. like you saw him at the end he was limping he looked like he was in pain a lot of the time he then admitted to being in pain but this was the one thing that actually I started to appreciate Tiger again was when he started to get his interviews at this point Yeah, it was a far more humble feel about Tiger that he had come to terms with maybe a lot of his life choices and decisions or whatever that but he was far more personable on camera yeah uh, to the point now where you see him like trying to have laugh and jokes with people and you see him smiling a lot more on the golf course so it's like he's had this sort of realization that life is maybe too short um he's grateful just to have his his kids uh, to be a part of their lives yeah. um so he, he looks like he's sort of maybe come to terms with a lot of his maybe inner demons it could be the thought that he knows he's coming towards the end of I think he knows I think, I think he also realises how goddamn lucky he is to yeah. still be here yeah we so, inner revolution in his head yeah. come to light 
So uh, in that sense, you got to see a bit more of a Tiger Woods that it's nice to see. It's, yeah. he's, he can actually be funny. He can be open and vulnerable about things and talk about topics that he would probably never normally have gone close to. He's the guy that the previous girlfriends yes. and wives described. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I think, that, the that, I think that person has, has come to the forefront now. You yeah, know what he has? He just said in the episode called Weeks Ago. He's dropped he's the person. Yeah, he's gone back to being... Yeah, that's fair. You know what I mean? Um, he's dropped the persona, maybe, of this. Like, he's still that relentless tiger that knows how to win and wants to win and will do everything to win. Yeah. But Eldrick is more at the forefront of it as well. So it's like he knows how to switch between the two. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously, he made his big comeback at the 2022 Masters. He did announces. That I thought... <laughs> soon as the announcement was made I went yeah I, I could see this coming because I I reckon and I'm sure we had the conversation I said to you once he made the cut at the Masters I was like he's going to play the Open because it's at St Andrews yeah it's not to most golf courses it's not a hilly course it's not going to take that much out of him if he's physically fit enough and strong enough he'll be able to to play the whole course he knows how to get around that golf course. And in my mind, I still say it, he might play the Open this year, and that's great if he does. But I, at the time when he made the announcement, I said, he's going to come across to St Andrews, a place he loves, it's close to his heart, he's going to play the Open, hopefully makes a cut, and he's going to retire from the Open. And he he's just going to keep his golf in the States, yeah, where he can control the temperature better for him because obviously we're colder than even in the summer we're colder than it is in the States well you think that the last year we had a good summer yeah I just thought it wasn't a moment for him no <laughs> and obviously if anyone's had any serious injuries or like niggles cold temperatures do not help you always feel it worse so my mind was Tiger's going to come over he's going to play St Andrews he's going to hopefully have a good four days a good week and then he's going to announce his retirement from the Open and then just stay in America because he can control where he plays and it's always going to be temperature-wise control. Yeah. Unfortunately, he did come across, didn't play great, didn't make the cut, and I'm now passing Gareth tissues because what did he do? <sighs> Eldrick walked down the 18th, didn't he? Yeah, and he took potentially... Most likely, his final walk over the Swalcombe Bridge. Now, I'm not going to lie, right? I watched it, and I started to well up. <laughs> I started to well up. So did he. I think that's I what caused a lot of people to turn well been, Yeah, it may be, it was either Andrew Coulthard or Nick Dorothy on the coverage that I watched it on. Mm -hmm. They said the words, this could be the last time. And you heard one of them. They said, the, they said the words out loud that everyone was thinking. Yeah, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear that shit, man. You know what I mean? I could think all of them. I don't want somebody saying to me, this is potentially his last. Shut the fuck up. So, yeah. And I walked down to 18 and you seen the crowds. You seen how overwhelmed he was with the response. And the cr oh, mate, it was. Honestly, it was fucking beautiful, eh? <laughs> Yeah. And. I mean, when's the next time it's Marcus Andrews? It's 2027 now. 
Or is it still 25? Uh, no, it's 27, it will be. Yeah. I think they've gone back to a six-year roto on it. Is it? Yeah. 26, 27, whatever. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah, I think he, he said it himself. Because obviously the, the question was asked to him, it was posed to him after the round and he had time to compose himself. Was that going to be his last one? And he said it may be his last one at St Andrews, but it wasn't going to be his last open. Yeah. He didn't know where his body would be at the next time it comes out at St Andrews. Which of course it is at so he, Royal Liverpool this year. This year, yeah. So he was, he was open and honest about his expectations of being able to go back to St Andrews. Yeah. And I think most people could understand why. Um, yeah, and then he went on a bit of another hiatus, didn't he, for the rest of the year? Because the body, you say the that body was hurt. Everybody said that you'll be targeting it. majors and majors only. Yeah, you know I, mean? I, I said if Tiger is to continue on golfing now, year in year out, it will be guaranteed three majors. If he's continuing to still come over for the Open, that's one of the three. I guarantee that it will be Masters, PGA, and it will be the Open. The one I think has got the question mark over it is the US Open because it depends on how he feels his body and his game is if he can control the ball that he won't want to go in that rough that is notorious at the US Open yeah. because his body will not be able to take that batter in for a week and come out and feel like he can recover anytime yeah. soon. Yeah. And then on top of that, you'll get maybe two, possibly three PGA Tour events that he'll play in obviously this year as we'll go and touch on in a minute he he came back at Riviera the Genesis Invitational he's not played at Bay Hill which he's been very very successful at he's not playing this week at the Players because he may f probably feels it's too close to the Masters and doesn't want to do damage and still be ready for the Masters because we all expect him to tee it up there and then you're potentially looking at if he does well in the PJ Tour events he plays in or he does well in the majors he, if he makes the FedEx he'll play the FedEx that's really all I can see him doing so I think Tiger Woods now will probably tee it up a total of no more than 8 tournaments a year and I think eight's pushing it agreed yeah it is pushing it yeah well personally I think it'll be to be fair I mean I agree with you US Open will be a fucking challenge for him eh? But if there's, I think he's already shown that that won't be the case. The four majors only because of playing the Genesis. Yeah, I think there will be some that he will, and I I still think if he thinks he's fit enough come the end of the year, he'll play that um, father son one. Yeah, because obviously I think he's very highly invested in Charlie's career now, he, and from a not an obsessive point of view. He, he, it looks like he's letting Charlie lead the the path that whatever Charlie does is going down. He, it's like he's letting Charlie lead it, but he's totally behind him and supportive. And yeah, it's yeah. a really good side to see him as well. Yeah, as, yeah, yeah. as Tiger, the father. Yeah. Some water as well. Well, between <laughs> between Charlie, yeah, we'll get on but Charlie in a minute. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, so he played. So it went on a hiatus at the end of twenty twenty two, and then came back this year at Genesis. So we've kind of been a bit upbeat about Tiger in the last sort of 10-15 minutes. We, I mean, the, the show at Riv, Riviera was positive. I mean, we both said that he's looking like he's not in as much pain. 
he's looking like he's comfortable-ish compared to the fucking hours wake up. He's just way far apart here. Yeah. Which was good. He had a good couple of days. Mm-hmm. He he played well. Makes the cut. Outdrove uh, Roy McIlroy on a few times to yeah. to the point where he made him change driver. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, and uh, he um, finished. Had some great moments. The three birdie finish and oh, yeah, yeah. The yeah, you had those glimpses of the Tiger of old or the feel of old with the crowd getting so carried away with the excitement and the just the whole aura of it again. But he still can't help himself from making silly mistakes. Yeah. Now, obviously, this was documented everywhere, media-wise, when it happened to Riv. He took having friend, uh, having fun with friends on the golf course too far. It was a very stupid move to bring a tampon out on the golf course. Tampon gate. People will try and hush it away maybe because they're just Tiger Woods fans and they will always put Tiger Woods a fan of Tiger Woods first you cannot make that joke I'll go as far as say you shouldn't make that joke period no pun intended <laughs> sorry even, no, fair, fair play you caught that one I didn't even realise yeah but you shouldn't make that joke especially with the way we are today that not because of cancel culture or anything like that it's just it shouldn't be a joke because it's it's demeaning towards a whole gender you're saying in that moment you might be telling that person haha I have outdriven you you're younger than me you should be fitter and stronger but you're as strong as a woman and here's how I'm going to signal and symbolize this by showing you something that only a woman will ever need and use. That's just bad. On a secondary note, you're still the biggest name in golf. You still bring in the biggest crowds to every competition that you go to and you participate in. You cannot be that stupid to not realize that every camera is going to be on you regardless of how low-key you try and make it how you try and hide it to look like a fucking drug deal almost <laughs> it was quite shady was it yeah you just can't do that i'm sorry yeah it did not go down well at all understandably um, and rightly so his apology was a bit he's improved in his apologies still was a bit weak <laughs> but yeah so he's still not learnt all his lessons. I've got, like, we spoke about this previously. There was a time before, and it involved Justin Thomas as well, where he hit a drive, and he hit it past him, and he went up and addressed Justin's ball as if he was trying to identify it as his own, knowing full well it wasn't his own because he was 20, 30 yards past him down the fairway, and looks at him and goes, oh, sorry, is that you? I must be down here then. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm. That's the right way to make fun of your mates in a playful way. Yeah. He just... I think the worst thing about it was Tiger doesn't have a requirement to have a tampon. Okay? Biological male. We do not need them. Okay? Why have you got one in your bag? If not a premeditated way of making fun of someone. 
Now, whether you've got it from a, your girlfriend or you've gone out and bought a packet of them, it's a premeditated joke. You know what you're doing. You, you I mean, we know, right, there's no getting away from it. Stuff like that, maybe not the, the actual having a tampon, but that shit talking and that banner, that it goes on. The golf course all the time. It, it goes it on happens. in life. Exactly. It happens, right? Whether you agree with it or not, we don't condone it, we don't, nothing like that. But, like you say, Tiger Woods, even if he's not playing at a golf tournament, there's going to be a camera fixed on him. If he's there watching, there's people going to be surrounding him and cameras on him all the time, like you say. That was probably my biggest gripe with Tiger Woods in that period of 10 years from when he recovered after the US Open in 2008 when he came back to golf and everything started coming to light and the yeah. whole demise which we've obviously all spoken about but he was still playing golf in that time period and he wasn't playing great he could be 15 20 shots off the lead and this is no fault of Tiger but it made me not enjoy watching him and start to dislike him in the golfing environment because the broadcasters would constantly show every shot he hit I don't want to watch golf to see a guy 20 shots behind the leaders I want to watch the leaders yeah. and those who are chasing the leaders because they're playing good golf I want to watch good golf unless it's a US Open in which case I want to watch them all suffer because it's great but <laughs> but you saw every shot of Tiger Woods' round and that made me dislike him because I was and, and it was as I say it was no fault of Tiger he wasn't playing well he had everything else going off on the off the course that was affecting him on the course. Yeah. But because he's still the biggest name and he'd achieved so much, the camera could never not be on him. So he must know that's the case. Even though, even though, I mean. So yeah, yeah he, he fucked up there big time. Just looking away from it, he was destroying the media, golf. I mean, he had the kingdom mixed response to golf professionals in the female capacity I mean yeah some backed him some didn't some went for the throat um, you got a question again whether or not that's maybe the heart ruling the head and them saying I'm, yeah. I've been such a Tiger fan yeah. from, a, from a young age that definitely I don't want to see him be brought down in this way jump into the fence straight away yeah so, but that was always, that's always going to happen people support they're either their individual sporting athletes, icons, idols, whatever you want to call them, or even if you put it further afield, they support their team as an absolute diehard that there's nothing ever bad done by them and there's nothing ever wrong done by them and they they just can't ever admit that. That, that That's out there. They, that happens. You get those so-called diehard fans. Yeah. They, they can't see the light for, for in a tunnel. It's just... It's this Tiger's never done anything wrong or I will always defend Tiger because I'm a Tiger fan yeah that's not where I sit but that's, no, I, think that's quite, I think that's quite evident yeah that's me totally. so yeah um, and then he's not played a single game of golf since then no and yet he's still in the news this week yes now this I think it's broke a couple of days ago now what day are we on Saturday so yeah it must have been Late Thursday, late Friday, something like that. Yeah. Now, the latest news with Tiger, and it was first reported by the BBC. 
lawyers. They're impartial, right? <laughs> impartial. What's uh, happened to... It's the Tory BBC. Exactly. I've, uh, we can't get into it, man. We can't, <laughs> I think. We're just going to go down that fucking rabbit hole Hashtag again. Hashtag with Gary. <laughs> <laughs> that will only make sense for anyone who really loves their football, yeah. uh, for most people in this country. But, yeah, anyway. I died as <laughs> I could would not you, get it. Would you say the start of this episode? Uh, we're, we're getting political. Oh, for fuck's sake. Anyway. Anyway. Ladies and news, Tiger, his lawyers, have denied that he and his ex-girlfriend, Erica Herman, who is suing him, had a deal that allowed her to share his home in Florida with him. Yeah. She's going after the NDA, isn't she? Yeah. And 30 million. Oh, well, yeah. It's about 50 quid to Tiger. Yeah. The pair have been dating for five years before reportedly splitting. It's not reportedly, they split up. Yeah. It's done. Mm-hmm. And like you said, mate, reportedly Herman is seeking $30 million from a trust held by Tiger. Claiming she was tricked into packing her bags for a holiday. Yeah, <laughs> so, so the story goes that he did think she was going to leave when this was all coming to an end because of the agreement that she supposedly has with being able to use the the home. So Tiger supposedly, again, this is all allegations until we get further information, packed up her bags, told her they were going on holiday, drove her out of the estate and then dropped her off and then returned home and has now locked her out of the premises. Supposedly, again, this is all allegations. We yeah, this that. I mean, it's also early days um, at the time of recording, but according to Herman, she said that she was allowed to live at the house, rent and expense-free. That's, that's pissing me off already. And she's claiming that there were five years left of the deal when Woods broke off the relationship. Now, I don't know enough. But already it's pissing me off, eh, reading this stuff. In what way? I mean, the way I'm reading that, if I'm interpreting it wrong, I'm, I'm, I'm reading it wrong, basically. But she's suing Tiger, who was her boyfriend, mm-hmm. not husband, mm-hmm. because they allegedly agreed that she could live in the house yeah, it all, it all comes down to the terms of this NDA. And until that comes to light, it's his word against her word and it's going to get ugly until the information comes out. But unfortunately, ugly situations and Tiger Woods tend to go hand in hand at the moment. It's just, I mean, I'll see no more in my opinion on it, the Max don't know too much, but it's just, uh, yeah, so Woods obviously is maintaining at the minute. That Herman was a guest, invited guest, and no such tenancy agreement was ever agreed. It's just another well, negative well, well, story. Why would you take a tenancy agreement with a partner, with a girlfriend, or? A That's what I'm So yeah, it's there's a bit of a stink around the whole situation. But again, I'm sure all this information will come to light. Well, this is in the news. He's staying, he's staying fucking relevant, is he? He's no player. Yeah, but not in the <laughs> not in the right way. Oh no, man. I mean, so, yeah, we'll finish this with a positive. 
A very big positive. And there's only one positive, I think, that we can finish on when it comes to Tiger in this current stage. So we're talking about Charlie Woods. Yeah. And how a couple of years ago through the... I can't remember the name of the competition. Was Is it the PNC? Yeah. The PNC Championship, yeah. So where it's past major champions play with either a sibling, father, mother, or a child. So it's a close family relative, basically. And obviously Tiger came back and started playing in it with Charlie, because Charlie was deemed as a high enough level to participate. And by God, this kid is good. (laughs) Showing all the signs of his father at a young age, just the mannerisms between the two, the the identical sort of swing natures is just frightening. Um, it's just even like his celebrations on putting. It's, it just looks like mini Tiger. First bump. Yeah. He's, he's, got, he's, got it, he's got it down to a T. Dead of the hole. Um, but obviously the world has gotten a bit carried away with Charlie as well because well, how old is he? He'll be 14 now. Yeah. And they're all talking about him like he's going to be heir apparent to Tiger's throne and that he's going to go out and he'll be the one to to beat the the major record and everything else like this. There's, there's, I think I've seen three or four parody accounts on Twitter about it now saying that they're Charlie, like speaking from as if they're Charlie. Some of the stuff is hilarious. (laughs) But, yeah... (laughs) The kid has got a great golf swing. There's no two. You cannot deny that. It looks brilliant. But again, not unlike what Tiger had at a very young age. Obviously, Tiger surpassed his father's ability. But Tiger would be more than adequate enough of a coach to coach Charlie. But yet, he's not Charlie's coach. No. He helps. He shows him swing points. He gives him maybe more mental aspects of the game of golf maybe course management style of how to play and how to attack things but more of, more than anything from what I've seen is he just gives him a crap ton of support which is great to see but Justin Thomas's father is Charlie's golf coach so you've all got two different well a family lineage in the Justin Thomas family anyways yeah. Justin Thomas double major winner Justin's father Pro coach, well known, well yeah. known. Justin's grandfather was a a tour player as well, so there's a lineage there of golf that's second to none. Before you get the Tiger, before you even touch his father <laughs> and what he's achieved in the game and still achieves in this game. So Charlie's got it all there. Again, he's got all the right components <coughs> in the right place at the right time. He's at the right age that he's and he's clearly obsessed with it and loves it he's got the arrogance that his father had and has at that age because even some of the stuff that he starts talking the off-handed comments that he gives his dad yeah hole in a putt and letting his dad as if he's going to practice it and then just picking his ball marker up for him yeah. he's got it all he's got a physique already as well yeah 14 year old he's got I me mean, obviously look at his dad you expect him but again he's got money behind him so he can well, that's the thing right the main question that was going about at the time when this was first televised and you'd seen Charlie and Tiger together the only pushback that Charlie got online was 
is he actually that good? Now, he carried his dad for some of the, in the first round. Yeah, in the first competition that he played. The question was, is he that good? Um, and then people were talking about, like, in the states of America, kids his age. There's some that are playing off, plus four, plus five. Yeah, but I'll say he's got an advantage over anyone. There, there could be golfers out there of the same age as him. Yeah, that if you took it in handicap status alone could be seven shots better than him by handicap he has one advantage over them that they will never have he has access to in my opinion the greatest mentally tough golfer that has ever existed and no one else will have that insight they will not get close no they will not get close. So they may be better golfers. They might technically be better golfers. Yeah, naturally. Gifted. Yep. There will not be a golfer on this planet that will be able to learn the lessons that Charlie will from his father about how to win. There's a difference about being great at golf and how to win at golf. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't... Charlie may go not go on to even turn pro and not play the game. Yeah. Uh, he might have a great college game he might want to go and play it and then he might stop he might find a he wants to become a businessman or whatever a banker you know the world the world's at his foot at his feet to decide what he wants to do I mean if the, the golf bloodline if you like stops at Tiger it's not a bad thing oh no so it all depends on what Charlie wants to do yeah but he certainly has every advantage in the game to, to achieve that golf swing yeah yeah <sighs> but there's plenty of great golf swings out there which is good to see. Yeah, we'll see what happens with Charlie. I mean, I'm looking forward to more like the Father Son tournament again next year. Oh, end of this year. I'll be yeah, there. end of this year. End they didn't, this year, they didn't yeah. play last year, did they? No. But yeah, I think obviously, I think as Tiger gets closer to the potential idea of maybe playing on the Champions Tour, I think he'll maybe, I think he'll play in it. Yeah. Because there's again, there's been rumours of conversations between him and Jack Nicholas that he would then be willing to maybe take a a buggy on the course if they allow it because of his body to help out. But he will not do it while he's still on the PGA Tour and yeah. aimed at the the highest level. But I think once it gets to that point, he'll maybe steer his his focus more so onto Charlie. If Charlie is at that point where he's like, okay, Dad, I want to turn pro. I want to yeah. I want to give this a shot. Then I think Tiger will maybe steer himself towards more what Charlie achieves but time will tell we will look with uh, eager eye to yeah. see what happens definitely definitely you happy that we've covered everything on Tiger this has been the episode that you've been looking forward to yeah something I thought prick here but I wrote this episode at the very very start of this yeah whole thing yeah this podcast I managed to put you off this <laughs> <laughs> This would have been episode one, guys. <laughs> and two, and three, and four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, yeah, I've enjoyed them, mate. It's, um, yeah, it's, he's he's the biggest name in golf. Probably the biggest the, the name that there will ever be in golf. I mean, my opinion, your opinion, with an asterisk. He is the greatest golfer, golfer of yeah. all time. Yeah, in yeah. my opinion, he is the greatest golfer. Yes, of all time. He is the goat. 
of golf. Of golf. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give. I'll, I can't. Yeah, I can't argue against that. But. He's he he's not reached Jack's number, and he won't reach Jack's number. Again, I'm making big bold statements. I don't think he's going to win another major. I just don't think he can. No. Um, I don't think he needs to beat Jack's number to be known as the greatest, because I think it is his impact, and his not that Jack didn't have an impact in golf and didn't improve the game and bring it to a wider mass but Tiger just came around at the time when things were exploding in all the right areas social media was huge or beginning to become big then so it, you saw so much more of golf worldwide yeah. his clever branding of his of himself and through Nike and as other areas things like EA Sports picking him up and making him the, the figurehead of the, the golfing video games everything just fell for Tiger at the right time and he had he had the ability in the golf game to back it up yeah. so yeah for me I think yeah he'll go down as the greatest golfer ever right folks like we always say we much appreciate you listening in we would again ask if you have anything you want to suggest for us to discuss or comments you want to make what's your greatest Tiger memories if you want to fire them onto this uh, through the social media pages, we've also got the email address that'll be in the bio of the podcast wherever you listen to it on all the podcasts as well. If you can follow us there, subscribe, or if you could even give us a, f- a review, we'd be greatly appreciated because if there's things that we're not doing that we can learn from, that's what we want from you guys. We need that feedback so that we can get better. And we will speak to you again next week